Welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. My name is Matthew Dawkins, and I am joined, as ever, by my co-hosts, Dixie Cochran. Hello there. And Eddie Webb. Hello. And saying as ever is a bit of a lie. I've not been here for the last two episodes, but it's good to be back. It is. Good yeah, I didn't back. get to run a game for you. I was so sad. No, it was but that when I did get I was to at... run one for Danielle. Exactly. So I think you more than made up for the loss. Uh, <laughs> I think that was while I was away at Tabletop Scotland, if I mm-hmm. recall. Indeed. Being such a jet flying, uh, <laughs> wheeling, dealing, limo riding son of a gun that I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, how are the two of you? It seems like ages. <laughs> uh, as I was, I was saying beforehand that like my my, my uh, internet has been uh, wonky lately, um, so that's been frustrating. But I have been getting some use out of my Steam Deck, which has been fun. Steam decks are great. Yes, we love our Steam Deck. And of course, I'm using it now to play such graphically intensive games as Ace Attorney. Great, great Ace Attorney, yes, <laughs> yeah. a visual novel. I think the only thing about the Steam Deck for me is just how heavy it is compared to the Switch. Mm-hmm. It's a little harder for me to get comfortable holding it. it because, is not like, t- I feel like I want to prop my elbows on something more than I do with the Switch. Yeah, I mean, sitting on the couch, it's great. But, like, I was, like, laying down and playing. And after, like, a few minutes, I was like, yeah, this is just a little too heavy. Yeah. It's an intensive workout. Uh, I, I know very <laughs> little about the Steam Deck. Therefore, I'm assuming from this that it is a handheld Steam-based console. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, basically, Steam built a, a, a Switch-like console that's a little bit bigger than the Switch yeah. um, that allows you to obviously uh, download uh, Steam games. But um, in addition to the usual gubbins of like buttons and stuff, um, there's two pads on the sides that are touch-sensitive that basically act as trackpads. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. actually really cool. And um, uh, one thing I discovered uh, today, actually, is that also the tops of the um, joysticks are also touch sensitive, so the Steam Deck knows if you're just putting a finger on it but not actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, which is an interesting bit of receptivity. And also, there are four buttons in the back that are programmable. So, like for example, for Ace Attorney, um, there are a couple of options that are on the shoulder buttons, which is they're not awkward, but like I'm lazy, um, and so like rather than moving my <laughs> finger the half an inch up to hit the button, I could just push the button in the back where I'm already have my fingers at and do things like present evidence or, or press. Um, so. It is surprisingly good and surprisingly flexible, um, and I will probably disappear into the ether playing my Steam Deck for a while. Oh, well, <laughs> good, good. I'm still very much on the Switch myself. I, you know, I occasionally veer into PC territory, but I certainly play on the Switch a lot more than anything else. You no, know, I did just do a bit on of, um, what's it called? Uh, Live a Live. Oh yes, yeah, I saw that. Uh, we we spoke about that briefly um, off of the podcast. Yeah, quite um, a game. Yeah. Uh, and what have you been playing, Dixie? Oh God. Um, mostly I've been on the PC because that's still my like main gaming thing, uh, and I've been playing the new Saints Row reboot, mm-hmm. uh, which has gotten really mixed reviews, and I don't care. Good, good, <laughs> because I'm having a great time with it. Good. Um, so yeah, no, I've, I've been playing that a whole bunch, and I, uh, been playing Cult of the Lamb on Switch. Ooh, that mm. sounds interesting. What's that? Oh, y- you don't know Cult of the Lamb? No, I I've clearly have been in a bubble for the last year. Yeah, so Cult of the Lamb is an indie, like, animated style game. Um, like, the graphics are similar to, like, you know, a... a Cuphead or Cozy Grove or something. Yeah. Um, and 
it has two different things. It has base management where you are in charge of your cult because you are the titular lamb. Yeah. Um, that's running a cult full of cute woodland creatures who oh. are in your cult. Um, and also you have a kind of roguelike fighting uh, other guys part of it where you're fighting other like gods cultists mm -hmm. and then eventually the like gods themselves Yeah, uh, to bring resources and more followers back to your cult. Um, it is very fun. It's very silly. It's got a little bit of toilet humor in it, uh, but it's 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 a fun, silly little game, and I've been enjoying it. Uh, it 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 went slightly viral when it first came out, uh, like a month or two ago. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, no, I I I like it a lot. It is it, it is good good silly kind of creepy fun, and sometimes your followers are like, "Hello, cult cult leader, I've always wanted to eat poop." Will you give me some poop to eat? And you're like, I guess so. <laughs> well, yeah, the needs of the cult. Um... Or, or you can be like, no. But also, you, you like get to pick doctrines for your cult, hmm. right? So one of the doctrines my cult has is cannibalism. Of wow. course. So, so whenever a cultist gets old and dies, I don't bury them. I harvest their meat. Yeah, it's for the, for the best. The great. It's a good. weird game. It's a weird oh. game, but it's really fun. Uh, so I'm guessing lovely, soft, fluffy woodland creatures die in it if there are battles. I mean, most of the things that you're killing are in like robes or the little monsters. Hmm. Um, and the ones in your cult do die of old age yeah. or you can sacrifice them. So of it's probably course. not for like small children, you know? No, see, my son plays a lot of Minecraft as children do and adults, but uh, it's a good you know, Lego in a video game form. And uh, it still breaks my heart a little whenever he decides quite emotionlessly to go up and club a sheep or pig <laughs> to death because you'll just hear this plaintive meh, 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 <laughs> at which point the sheep is dead. And, you know, you want to impart uh, upon the child, okay, so, you know, do we know the reasons for why we are doing this? Uh, yes, because uh, we need wool and we need uh, meat. Well, yes, but you can get wool with shears. You don't have to kill the sheep to get its wool. <laughs> uh, so it's an, it's an interesting an interesting quandary. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've been going back to Disco Elysium a lot recently, playing that again. Also very fun. Um, yeah, doing I my first that my Steam Deck. Doing my first communist route through it, um, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I've shaved my mutton chops off for the first time as well. To, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, to reveal my uh, pockmarked, swollen red face, uh, which may have been a mistake, according to my partner. The first time that I played, I pretty much made all the decisions that like Dixie would make. Yeah. When it came to dialogue, and I, I did end up being the like sorry cop, the like sad mm -hmm. sorry shaven cop. I, I think was, like, that I think I, most I was trying people to atone, are, yeah, yeah, you know. But I've like the last game I played was a bit more Gonzo. I was making mm. a bit more weird decisions. So yeah. Uh, well, hopefully there'll be an RPG of that one day. I understand there was one being discussed, a uh, tabletop RPG. But nice. that isn't why we're here. We have speaking been speaking now. Yeah, table, yes, uh, <laughs> let's talk about a tabletop RPG that does exist, that people should be playing. Never mind that Disco Elysium. Who's heard of that? Uh, it's Pirates of Pugmire. What? Yeah, a book all of us worked on. It's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Always nice to find one of those, isn't it? I just think it's the has there been a book since then that all three of us have worked on? I imagine uh, they came. Oh, 
Hmm. Beyond the grave? Uh, Camp Murder Lake, I think. I think we were all on Camp Murder Lake. Yeah. Eddie, did you work on Children of the Blood? No. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, he did. I did. He, I he wrote the fiction. That's right, what okay, I thought. The there we go. Good Aha. God, we can't escape each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not a rarity at all. It turns out we all work together all the time. We... I mean, if you consider my editing, we have all been on several books together. Well, that's true. Y'all too. have done more writing yeah, than I have. That's true too. But I have edited a lot of books. So. Uh, so before we dive into our high-level adventure, that's right, listeners, we're running a high-level Pirates of Pugmire adventure. We're, it's level five. Now, that may not sound high to you, but it is. <laughs> so that's all I will say on the matter. Uh, in well, no, in Pugmire, Monarchies of Mao, and the other realms of Pugmire games, uh, going up in level is no small thing. You gain access to a lot of fun toys uh, in the form of your well, it, it, the powers you can select and the abilities that you can increase. And so by the time you're fifth level, the world has really opened up to you and you can do an awful lot to well, change it. Uh, mm-hmm. Slay colossal beasts, uh, which is something introduced in this uh, in this game, in fact. And, uh, and well potentially change the fabric of the realms of Pugmire entirely, uh, politically, morally, however you see fit. So see, there is a uh, link to Disco Elysium in there. And I'm playing a communist now. We'll see how that goes uh, <laughs> as you're a pirate. Uh, I'm I... playing a socialist. <laughs> We're uh, going so... to redistribute the wealth to ourselves. Oh, I guess it works then, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Try force collectivizing the ocean. So, our story will begin on an island. Well, a part of an island. Uh, Unlike many a Pirates of Pugmire game where you will start at sea or looking to find a ship, that part of the adventure has already taken place. This part of the adventure is where it's all gone wrong. Our three characters, because I always like to have an NPC present. Nice. Are stranded on a place that the third of you, uh, the former captain, Juniper Pipe, has Mm. dubbed the Perilous Isthmus, uh, despite the objections that it's a very difficult thing to pronounce quickly or repeat (laughs) three times in a row. I have to point out that Matthew has not heard our episode on Squeaks in the Deep at this point, and therefore does not know that we had a main character named Juniper in that one. Yeah. It's just a different juniper. <laughs> different juniper entirely, just so you know. <laughs> it's a very common name in these parts. Uh, th- this juniper pipe is a bon vivant boxer dog. Uh, and probably in no way qualified to be the captain of a pirate ship, which is why he is now stranded on a desert island with the two of you. Uh, the warm sea air blows across your scales and feathers, respectively. Uh, the comforting roar of the sea and the sun on your faces, they would, that would all be lovely if your ship wasn't cutting away through the acid sea, a pinprick on the horizon. Yeah. You are about 12 hours outside of, well, Dalmatian Cove. You mm-hmm. had sailed pretty damn far into the acid sea on some mercenary hike that Juniper Pipe 
had promised to pay everyone in the world in plastic, that we would find the lost treasures of Porky's Scarlet Stripe. So he claimed, standing upon a table, puffing on his pipe, appropriately enough given his name, and swigging back flagons of uh, overly expensive wine. Well, some pirates enlisted with uh, Juniper Pipe for the wealth. Some just thought, well, yeah, it's an easy payday, isn't it? Uh, some thought, you know what, his ship actually looks pretty good, so if it all goes wrong, we can turf him overboard and uh, <laughs> at least claim that. But for some reason, the two of you have been stranded with him. So let's look at our characters now and ask, what got you exiled with the hopeless Captain Juniper Pipe? Let's start with Jesk Everchild. <laughs> Do you want character descriptions too? Yes. All right. So Jesk Everchild, if anybody saw the other actual plays I've done with him, is my favorite favorite snake in the world. Uh, <laughs> he is a small green snake. He's a little weird. Um, unlike a lot of uh, lizards in uh, the realms of Pugmire, he does not live with his family. He is what we call a hibernal snake because he has left town, um, left, left home and gone off on his own. Um, Weirdly enough, his mystery is that no one knows about the terrible explosion that caused him to run away from his family and become a hibernal snake. <laughs> uh, so I would say that he is just fleeing farther. Like maybe that caught up to him at some point. And he was like, the ocean, the ocean's a good place to go. Um, he's not a criminal. He's just slightly inept. Um, also, yes, I did say mystery because I'm using a monarch of mouse sheet because that's what I originally built him on. That's fine. Well, um, that, that's fine. It's good Good to know. Uh, yeah. But, well, so we know why you were at sea, Jessica, but mm -hmm. something made the other members of the crew of the Silver Minnow kick you off along with the captain. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you elected to step off with uh, this dilettante. Uh, I would say that they think I'm too dangerous. I am playing an alkalist, which means that I make bombs. Yeah. And I think that they thought I was a little bit too much of a liability to uh, to keep on the ship after a couple of uh, smoke bombs went wrong. They were worried the next one was going to be a firebomb. Mm -hmm. Well, how about our other character, Sebastian Three Toes? Uh, Sebastian Three Toes is a uh, crow rhymer, um, so uh, uh, he has uh, the traditional black feathers of a crow, um, but he also has uh, like uh, uh, rings in his beak and chains around him, it's very kind of flashy and colorful, almost to kind of offset his inky black feathering. Um, and he's very vivacious. He would definitely sign up for the crew to see what cool stories he could find and to just He's excited to just be a part of the world. And uh, early on in the crew, he realized that the crew had a very kind of uh, a, a culture of ribbing. And it's like, oh, you know, you make fun of each other, but that's because you're friends. Like, oh, okay. And so during dinner one time, he told a hilarious story about the captain. Cut, smash cut to the boat flying away from the island. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the rest of the crew of the Silver Minnow didn't take kindly to Three Toes' humor. Right. Yeah. Uh, and neither did the captain, but he is sat here now uh, staring at you, legs folded, paws drumming, looking as only a boxer can, a combination of defiant and miserable. 
You are, all of you, on, as I mentioned, the dubbed by Juniper Pipe, Perilous Isthmus. Which is, as an isthmus does, a strip of largely just sand and rock with some trees emerging from it, but pretty narrow. You can see the sea on either side of it. There's no great uh, contours or dips in the terrain. Uh, the probably stretches at your best guess from where you are, almost dead center, 50 miles, uh, 25 in either direction. It's not a straight line. Uh, it has a, a bend to it. Uh, it's uh, like the crook of an elbow or knee in one direction. And luckily the sky is clear. You can see fairly clearly what's uh, 25 miles away. A tall cliffside looking ominous. A shadow cast down from it tells you where the sun happens to be right now, perched behind it. At the other end of the isthmus, well, not so easy to make out. While the air is clear, all you can really make out is a brown and green mass. Uh, probably trees, maybe, maybe shrubs, thick undergrowth, something like that. But how, whichever way you cut it, while this is a large island in the middle of the Acid Sea, it is an island, and you are stuck in the sandy lowlands. At some point, the tide's going to come in. You know you can't remain here forever. That was my next question. I was like, where's the tide at? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have probably got about half a mile if you walk... Um, let's see, it would be east to south... Uh, in the crook of this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, lengthways, you've got um, 25 miles either direction. So if you're going to move, you're going to have to move fast. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, whoa, whoa, why did they abandon me? Why? Why? It's okay. I mean, I mean, I didn't mean to tell the story making you seem like you were a terrible captain. I just was, you know, trying... No, to... it was true. It was true. It was biographical. It reminded me of what my father used to say about me as well. He said, Juniper, my boy, you will never be a captain. You don't have the legs for it, he said. At least you have legs. Yeah, well, it is true. I should count my blessings now. I don't have legs. You should count your legs. Thank you, Jesk. You are always a voice of wisdom and a balm, <laughs> a balm, while I am feeling so low. <laughs> I well, I mean, you know, I, I, I sympathize and, and I understand that you're having a, a thing here. But um, <laughs> could we perhaps have the emotional breakdown slightly further away from the acidic water that's coming towards us? Oh, it's, it's, isn't it a metaphor? The acid sea, it's not truly acidic. He gets up. <laughs> walks <Is it? laughs> walks toward the waters. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh, my stars and and moon. Uh, was it was it a cutting metaphor? Yes, yes, very 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 droll. Uh <laughs> three toes. Uh, the, the, the 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 jaw just opened in the big ah. <laughs> I, I, I had no idea that the acid sea was named so literally. It was named by dogs. 
Dogs always name things literally. Hmm. It's true. In fact, I heard a story once about uh, a dog that went into the sea and then uh, got burned and then called it the acid sea. And the cats wanted to call it something else like the sea of nefarious intent or something. But I was like, no, 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 no. It'd be very clear that this is acid because you don't want it to be confused with like boiling sea or fire sea. Oh, oh, my. uh, Are there such seas? What if there was a fire sea? I've heard stories about fire sea. Uh, we we should move before it catches up to us. Exactly. Hence my earlier comment. Do you okay? So we can go toward that way, and just points at like the 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 mound, or we can go to the cliff and see if we can get a better view of what's near us. Well, high ground seems sensible. Can, ha, ha, do you have the wings for it? Three toes. I can, can you fly your way up? That's that's an offensive stereotype, and I'm offended by it. Ah, uh, oh, it's a stereotype, uh, and it's offensive. <laughs> it's offensive. <laughs> I can glide a bit. Um, although I think, Jess, I mean, do you? You can fly, right? Yes. See? so I so. knew you were worthy sailors aboard my ship. There was a good reason I hired the two of you. I didn't admittedly think that uh, flying about the place would do much good while in the midst of a treasure hunt, but... I clearly thought about it at the back of my mind. That's right. Okay, let's go. Right. He dusts off his surcoat. You know, (laughs) they they mocked me as he's walking along. They said that we would never find the treasures of Porky Scarlet Stripe out here this deep in the Acid Sea, but I knew I'd seen the map when I was but a pup. It was somewhere out here. Somewhere out here on this... Island or somewhere out here in this sea? It's oh, isthmus. Uh, yes, the, the, the perilous isthmus. Let, let's name it correctly so that when we're rescued, we can uh, attribute it. Uh, What's perilous about it? I just got that impression when we landed and noticed the ship not turning back in regret. I thought, this is mighty perilous. <laughs> it sounds like it's more like the sad isthmus for you. Oh, I suppose it is. But that's, that does not uh, that does not make one's heart throb with adventure, does it? I suppose not. But Scarlet Stripe's fortune somewhere out here on the sea, and yes, I know we sailed around for around 20 days longer than we were planning, and provisions were running low. Uh, I know we passed the same island multiple times. Uh, it was pointed out to me several times, but... <laughs> wait, wait, I got it, I got it. If you want an island that causes your heart to throb, why don't we call it Love Island? Love Island. Well, that's, <laughs> that's much a... nicer. See, it seems, the bit, isthmus. seems a bit cheap and tawdry, uh, attracting a certain kind of audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're dorks. <laughs> <laughs> and so you traverse the isthmus uh, as well as and as fast as you can. Uh, as mentioned, it is a long strip of land, uh, as most instances are, uh, with not much to really define it uh, in the in the way of its uh, topography. Uh, you are walking along a long beach that occasionally bears pebbles and larger rocks. There are some endure trees, large, uh, surprisingly thick trees, robust that clearly withstand the incoming tide mm-hmm. no that no doubt the roots reach deep into the sand and perhaps the uh, 
thicker earth below. But for the most part, it's a pleasant well, stride uh, or sliver as mm-hmm, you make mm-hmm. make pace. Now, what uh, I, I, I should have asked when I recruited you and put the, the plastic in your purse. Um, well, uh, not that I need the validation. He clearly does. What made you uh, think I would be a good captain? You had a nice hat. Yes, they took that from me as well. You were leaving soon. You had a boat. Yes, you had a boat. I did. I can't really good I? sign up because you, I have met captains who do not have boats. Yeah, you can't be a really good captain without a boat. Oh. Uh, maybe we'll oh. continue our walk in silence. <laughs> <laughs> as 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 Jessica realizes what he's just said, just oh. <laughs> yeah, and then Sebastian doesn't quite catch up, so he's like, yeah, no, actually, a captain should have a boat, and then like. So the brain catches up to the mouth. Yep. And then it's like, but now you also can be a good captain without a boat. Depends on the circumstances, I'm sure. Right? We should just park hey, walking. Yeah. Hey, if you don't have a boat, you have an island. A whole island. Isthmus. Well, they called it Love Island a second ago, so I thought we were renaming it. Love Isthmus. Love Isthmus. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you could have a, your own private island. That's better than a boat, arguably. Yes. yes, with my... T- he stands up straight. With my two sterling companions at my side, never to leave me, I'm sure we will make Love Isthmus an island to remember. Yes. Uh, easily done if we never leave. Yes. yes Except for the whole not leaving part. I mean... I guess I you can't like remember it if you don't leave. You'll just be experiencing it. Right, you cannot You cannot spread the legend of Love Isthmus. If we are still on Love Isthmus. The Legend of Love Isthmus would be an excellent tale. Sounds like a uh, cheap plastic penny novel (laughs) that you would pick up outside a tavern. I think there's a lucrative possibility in that, yes. Well, uh, (laughs) we will consider the, uh, the rights and licensing and such if we ever return to shore. Just remember, what happens on Love Isthmus stays on Love Isthmus. So you can't write a story about it. Oh, for... Could you both make <laughs> wisdom rolls, please? I, I think our banter has proven that we do not have wisdom. No, uh, okay, you both failed. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I did roll a one, though, so maybe I'm... Oh. Is it, is it with anything? Is there, like, a skill, or are we just rolling wisdom? Uh, we're looking at some kind of survival. Oh, look, it's me going for traverse again. Or guess survive. What, guess what Jessica has. <laughs> traverse. I do have the survive skill, but I rolled a one, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so not much help. 17. 17. Well, in that case, uh, Jesk, you, uh, as you and Sebastian are debating, come arguing over the legend of Love Isthmus and the marketing possibilities therein, mm-hmm. uh, Sebastian doesn't seem to notice that while he's arguing his point, he is sinking rapidly into the sand and you, <laughs> and you are now standing taller than <laughs> Uh, what you notice is that the sand that both the captain, uh, erstwhile captain, and uh, Sebastian Three Toes is on is some kind of quicksand, uh, and it's gobbling them up hungrily. Um, the captain is being very polite, because while he has noticed he's sinking, he doesn't want to interrupt your conversation. <laughs> And so while he keeps raising his paw with a, uh, uh, 
<laughs> he, he doesn't want to cut into Sebastian's flow. Right. And as soon as Sebastian's like off in the sky pointing at, at, at some imagines uh, place that we're going to go to and just completely missing the whole scenario. Yeah. Uh, so yes, Jesk, you can see well, you can see Sebastian and Juniper both sinking rapidly. Oh no, oh no. Um um, <laughs> I'm guessing Sebastian's still speaking as you're going, um. Well, anyway, so as we're... <laughs> yeah. Sebastian, 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 Sebastian. One second, one second, one second. If I finish my thought. Um, so if we take this... And... Sebastian, you are going to die. You are going to die in I mean, eventually, second. yes. No, look look down. Look down, you bird. Oh. You can see one of Juniper's hands, or paws, I should say, uh, protruding from the sand. Uh, the rest of him has already uh, sank. Can Sebastian, I grab his paw without getting in the sand myself? Uh, it's going to be a risk. I mean, you would pro- you can give it a go, that's for sure. Uh, Sebastian, you're down to the chest by the time you notice. This is voracious sand. Is Are there any uh, uh, trees nearby? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I am going to cast web, uh, so that way um, we uh, uh, Juniper and I have something to hold on to, so we don't sink into the quicksand. Okay, and, and well, between the trees. Let's uh, let's deal with Jesk's roll sure. first. Then, uh, so um, we're probably going to be looking at dexterity to reach out and grab hold of. Um, Juniper before think, it's too late. I think I, I think I'm actually just going to cast fly on him. Oh, that might help. Um, let me see if I have to. I think you have to touch, him, touch him. him. Yep, I'm checking. I have the book. How dare you? I have the book open. Um, touch well, while while you are planning that, then let's deal with Sebastian's web spell. Okay. Um. So, uh, basically, I I, I can do a. It's, uh, I could do a mass of thick, sticky webbing at any point of my choice within range, which is within 60 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it fills a 20-foot cube from that point. It has to be anchored between two solid masses, or otherwise it just collapses onto the ground. Uh, well, there is a tree, and there is a rock. Okay, so I'm going to basically put the web more or less on us, and then mm-hmm. anchor it between those two points. Is that like um, fling you out like a hilarious slingshot? We could try that. Because that would be really funny if that's what that did. <laughs> <laughs> Right right now, according to the spell, um, uh, we are both considered immobile, which is good because that means ideally we're not moving. (laughs) Uh, Aside from the one who's already breathing, who can't breathe because he's under the sand. Right. I mean, uh, I'm protecting (laughs) myself first, and I can reach down and grab him. But well, exactly. Affix your own oxygen mask before worrying about the ex-pirate captain beside you. Uh, so yes, the web spell in that case prevents you from sinking further, Sebastian. Three toes. Uh, Ch- Chesk, uh, how does your fly spell work? I, I do have to touch him, but touching I think is easier than grabbing. It is, yes. I'm not going to make you roll to do that. Uh, you can. Okay. Your body is long enough when stretched out straight to be able to basically poke him oh, with yeah, your tail if you so wish, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and commune that spell onto him. So now he can fly. Well, to a degree, he flies up and is now, if you'd like, uh, sort of imagine a web that is stretched across quicksand. It's about two feet above it. And so while Sebastian can basically loop a wing into it or ensnare his beak to make sure he's not 
sinking any further down. Um, Juniper floats upwards, so his back is against this web, and his face is just staring down at the quicksand. He's like a fly stuck on flypaper. That's better Uh, than suffocating. Yes, I mean, he's covered in horrible, gooey, wet sand, uh, but he's spluttering and coughing and retching up lots of lovely gobbets of it. And, oh, thank thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, By by man himself, I appear to be flying. Yes, yes, I... I, I made you fly. Yes. Oh, uh, gosh. Crikey. Uh, uh, can I what? can I grab Sebastian's paw? Is he close enough that I try to haul him out? I think you can, yes. Yeah. Okay. Was that a strength check? Yeah, let's go for strength. Uh, both oh. of you can make that. Um, I only need a success from one of you. Uh, I am an eight. I also have an eight. <laughs> In that case, it's a comedy of errors as the two of as um, rather than pulling and pushing or pushing and pulling, you both push or you pull, <laughs> and it's uh, it Juniper Pipe who has recovered his bearings to a degree and is now crawling along the underside of the web to basically fly out from underneath it. Right. Looks at I'll... the two of you and shakes his head and and starts to question whether he was truly the incompetent one on board. <laughs> I'll, I'll eventually wave my, my paws and be like, okay, no, 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 wait, wait. Okay. Once okay. he's free, I can make the web go away. Just make sure I don't fall back into the bloop. Oh, so you, you are no longer waist deep in the quicksand? I thought you No, that. I'm pulling myself out. Oh, okay. In that case, okay, okay. That makes sense. It takes time, more minutes than you can really afford, <laughs> but eventually the both of you are free from the sand and next to Jesk. You were feeling something a bit strange when you were down there, Sebastian. You've Mm -hmm. experienced quicksand before. I mean, who hasn't in the feel of adventuring (laughs) being caught in a quicksand or bog at some point? I will say as Dixie, as a child, I thought quicksand was going to be way more of a fixture in my life than it ended up being. exactly. Ubiquitous, that and... uh, A lot of pitfall, you know? Jungle jungle canyon rope bridges. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Exploding cars, I thought that was going to be a big problem. Mm -hmm. And yet we were lied to. (laughs) <laughs> Damn you, 80s television? Yes, just strip malls and uh, highways, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, you were feeling something rather strange down there, Three Toes. Uh, it felt to you like that wasn't just sand. There was something gripping you for a while. You got the web out just in time, mm. because as soon as there was sufficient resistance, it let go. But there was something down there, tendrils, you would say. Um, You can't help but look down at your legs, talons, make sure there isn't anything, any marks to to imply what was holding on to you. But no, you can't see anything. Hmm. Um, I'll relay this uh, uh, to my colleagues. I think there's something down there. Like what? What would be down there? Uh, uh, some creature. No, 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 no. Uh, I thought I felt the same thing, but I didn't want to admit it. Um, okay. Did, did either, does anyone know anything about creatures that live in sand pits? Oh, my friend, I know very little. Yes. Can I make, can I make a no nature roll? <laughs> you can. Because, boy, how did Juniper's <laughs> correct on that point? Uh, 16? Ooh, okay. So, you know 
that this deep in the acid sea, there are certainly tales of kraken about the uh, the waters. Now, would they lurk beneath the sand? It's possible. Uh, some of them make the make you know brief habitats in caves, especially with surrounded in wet earth. Uh, that they can break free from if they need to. Uh, so it brings to mind that this uh, this isthmus, now veering back from love to perilous, is indeed living up to its initial sobriquet. So, um, uh, hmm. especially we go. I do have. I do know something about this. Uh, pulls out his lute and starts playing, <laughs> and goes. Back when Pugmire was first formed, there was, and just like, sounds like, starts to go on a like, big rambling uh, 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 explanation until someone stops him. Just okay, uses so press agitation to give you a little bit of backup music. <laughs> okay, oh, well, you're encouraging it, me. In that, case, in that case, Juniper's <laughs> going to start clapping his paws together. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I am. I am swaying. I'm having a great time. Just because so, not, I don't know, very wise sometimes. Fair enough. I mean, I have high charisma. I'm, I'm a charming guy. Um, so then, uh, uh, Basically, it's been this long, elaborate tale talking about the stories of this ancient mariner that used to work for uh, uh, the um, the king of Pugmire. And when he went off into the seas and he found that there were the Kraken and he started the big battle with the Kraken. There's nothing to do with the story. He just threw it in there because he thought it was cool. The Kraken, and then the Kraken. Yeah. talks about the fact that there are rumors that there may be krakens underneath the sand as well sand krakens yeah um, but no one has seen the sand kraken and then of course goes into a big kind of chorus about sand kraken invisible um, sand kraken yeah <laughs> Jessica doing backup to the chorus I'm like clap, singing clap, along clap clap uh, <laughs> and then eventually uh, um, realizing that I don't actually have an end to this song kind of just uh, throw in an explosion and then wrap it up there Jess also at the very end uh, stops making background music and makes a little spray of fireworks. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I've We've never been, been so enchanted. You've been practicing that. Not I the have. song, but the the performance. Thank you for helping. the additional bit. That, that was really close. We should we should go we stock afterwards, you know. Yeah. Take this whole perilous infamous uh, on the road yeah I, I can make all kinds of things i can make sparkles and i can make bubbles nice you know for fun uh i have a song oh um <laughs> juniper obviously feeling left out if uh, if i were not on the acid sea somewhere else i'd like to be if i were not on the acid sea in water dog port for me uh, with a drink, 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 and a glug, glug, glug. <laughs> glug, 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 and a chug, chug, chug. All day long, uh, I'd sing this merry song. Hey! Hey! Can we also give him sparkles? Listeners, you now found the musical Pugmire episode. <laughs> um, there was one person I never thought was going to sing on this, which would be Matthew, so, you know. <laughs> right, what are the odds? Um... Oh, um, that said, I think that we've wasted some time, and we still need to get to that cliff before the tide comes in. Oh, oh. it wasn't a waste of waste. time at all, Jessica. No, we're just, we're just spending too much time on this. We should sing and walk. Sing, sing, that seems fair. That sing seems and fair. slither. Yes, yeah, so a very, very good uh, call there, uh, Everchild. So I'll, 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 I'll play some traveling music. 
Uh, do either of you have spells that could hasten the party? That would be a useful spell to have. Well, I mean, you were planning on being at sea, so probably not. I do not have hastening spells now. Okay. I, mean, I, have, I have spells that help me on the sea, but I don't have spells that help me with sand cracking, sadly. Yeah, we will call it a um, a brisk march then. Yep, this is fair. As indeed the tide is encroaching on the perilous love isthmus, uh, quickly gobbling up all of the sand around you. Uh, knowledgeable now as you are of some of the creatures that lurk beneath, uh, you take to walking largely across the flat stones that dot this uh, this sandy pathway and trying to hop from stone to stone, those of you who can, uh, rather than braving the sand that could give way at any moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to ask from each of you dexterity, if you've got anything like athletics, something that's going to... Uh, Get you moving nice and fast. Probably just traverse. You can use I get traverse to add again. To that. Uh, I mean, it is a calling card of my games, it seems. Apparently, which is great because I love the fact that traverse still gets used <laughs> by me. Um, <laughs> that is one more person than I expected. Uh, however, I have only a seven because I'm used to hanging on ships and not used to this whole walking around thing. Seventeen. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, uh. I- Jesk, I think, has rolled well enough to cover all of you. Yeah, uh, I will say that our alkalist is essentially taking point. Mm-hmm. And you're able to not only spot some of the more precarious rocks that may not actually be rocks. They look an awful lot like crab shells. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're also able to deftly hop past them. I don't uh, hop, I slither. Oh well, that's true. You how how would a snake slither at speed? I guess it would just go. It would just go faster. Sidewinder. Yeah, it would just. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, if we you know come to a gap where we're nervous about walking over it, I could probably make myself into a bridge. <laughs> <Get our friends. laughs> I just I just lay down. <laughs> does, does that happen to Car in the Jungle Book? I vaguely remember a snake. I think it, that... it might. I don't mm. know, or maybe in Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, it could be Robin Hood. Some, one of those Disney things, yes. Yes. Um, okay, so you are able to get past these dormant crab creatures that are in the sand. Uh, and some of them are pretty damn large. Mm. It's tempting. It's actually tempting to step on them just to see what would happen. Or you can see that look in Juniper's eyes. <laughs> but he thinks better of it. Also, crab is tasty. He thinks again about trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I feel like for the uh, for the for the purposes of the research for the pirates' guild of Pugmire, <laughs> uh, we should at least find out what these crab taste like. The you sea to, is coming in. <laughs> you want to provoke a crab? A crab? A crab? There's three of us. One of it. There's lots of them. Look at all the. There's shells. also one of the sand kraken. Yeah. Oh, that was a long way ago. I'm sure it won't be following <laughs> us under the sand. That was entire minutes ago. <laughs> uh, do you want... Are you going to allow Juniper Pipe to do something stupid, or are you going to try convincing him? 
otherwise. Uh, I, I will I will make an attempt to convince him, but admittedly it's going to be slightly half-hearted. As time. far as Jessica's concerned, he's the captain, so... Ah, oh, well, that's nice. I'm glad someone still thinks so. <laughs> he can do stupid things if he wants to. So I was like, he's a free what? dog. Um, maybe let's go to the sh- the, the, the the cliff first. And then once the tide goes back out, we can go for the crab. The crab's not going anywhere. I mean, what if, they, what if they swim away? Yes. What if they swim away? <laughs> uh, they, they may come back. Ooh, maybe maybe there'll be a bigger crab that comes back. Oh, that's true. And then we can eat that one. Because if we kill one, it might scare the rest of them off. Well, at some point we're going to need to eat. My tummy's rumbling. That I agree with. Um, mm. But we should kind of get a sense of what the, 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 the lay of the ethnos is. I wonder what an acid-cooked crab tastes like. Probably spoils the meat. Most likely. Mm. Jess, Jess reaches into his rucksack and pulls out like a little brick of a ration bar and hands it to Juniper. Oh, well, that's very kind of you, Everchild. I'll remember this when I uh, write up my uh, captain's log when I get it back. Excellent. He has a nibble. And on you proceed. The sun is now directly above you. It has passed over the cliff and is, of course, doing its natural course for through the sky uh, towards its setting point. But uh, while you are marching at speed across the isthmus, the tide has made it more of a spit, a, stri- a tiny strip of land in uh, geographical terms that you're not tiptoeing to, or tip-slithering, uh, to <laughs> prevent yourself from falling in the acid sea, but your uh, room for manoeuvre is drastically reduced. And luckily, the cliff by this point is probably within about 10 miles. Uh, if you don't slow down for much, you uh, should be able to make it. Then, of course, you've got the question of getting up it. Uh, how many of those uh, lovely fly uh, prayers, spells, uh, rituals do you have, um, Everchild? I can do it a bunch, but it's just for one person at a time. Well, you know, um, if it comes to it, uh, he puffs out his chest. Uh, I am prepared to go down with my isthmus, and the <laughs> two of you should, of course, save yourselves first. I don't think it'll come to that. Oh, well, thank goodness. <laughs> I didn't know isthmus could sink. I learned something new today. No, oh, everything can sink, uh, Three Toes. I didn't know. Air? Air air can sink? Well, that, that seems a very abstract concept, ever child. Let's not be silly. Very, very tiny rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Great gravy. Great gravy. Um, a duck. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, can we just try to... I can see something. I can see something atop the cliff. Look. Oh, what what, what point. do you see? There's something glistening up there. Something shiny, reflecting the sun now that it's above you. Uh, it's Whether it's a part of the cliff, whether it's just a, it could be a crystal outcropping or something like that. Very unusual, this uh, far above ground. Uh, But yeah, there's something very shiny up there. Is it more than 30 feet away? Uh, Yes. Damn it. Um, I think it's like 10 miles away, Yes. Okay. (laughs) Distance is weird. Don't worry, we we should uh, go at speed. Maybe it's the treasure I've been seeking all along. 
left out in the open like this. Can't possibly be a trap. Come on. It is definitely a trap. But that's great. But it could be treasure. It could be treasure trap. A treasure trap. Trapture. As you as you argue the point, one of you start. No, uh, we're not going to do another sinking escapade. Uh... You, st- <laughs> <laughs> uh, you start pelting along at speed, and you are moving so fast now and waking up some of these crabs because, frankly, there's no way of getting around them without taking a dip in the uh, in the sea. You nearly miss something, but. Three toes, you're pretty damn observant. You catch sight of, well, it looks like the, it's a pretty old piece of gear, but there's a raft washing up against shore. It's uh, it's a combination of it was like metal and plastic bolted together, melted away in places, but it appears to be pretty robust. Um, this is on top of the cliff? Or? No, no, no. This is still on the isthmus. It's just washing up, lapping up along with the tide. Huh. We don't have time to wait, Three Toes. We need to carry on. But there's a there's a, 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 there's a raft? Over but we have no food. We have no water. Think, Crow. Think. Boat. All right. Well, I, I, he stopped suddenly. Listen, Three Toes, ever child. I know technically I'm not your captain right now, but we need to. We oh, need you're to. Not? Well, I don't have my hat anymore. Oh, okay. We have a choice. Uh, by my navigational reckoning, it doesn't take much, admittedly. We're equidistant from this cliff and that raft. It's going to take a bit of a swim, so one of you is going to have to be uh, protected in some way. We've got we can either get up that cliff for definite safety away from this acid sea, or onto that raft and then rely on our sailing abilities, which I've come to dis- come to the decision are fairly questionable to to make our way back out. Can't Sebastian? Can't mm-hmm. you make a boat? I can. So what? I say... <laughs> oh, did what? I mention that? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I think we. Well, should... I'm surrounded by crabs right now. They're waking up. <laughs> they're looking at one. me. Well, they're looking at me like they want to eat me. Well, I wanted to go up the cliff to get our bearings to see if we could take the boat somewhere. Right. So we should. <laughs> you didn't know he could make a boat. It never came up. No, I mean, well, when you're on a boat, why would you talk about, oh, I can also make a second boat? That just seems like Yeah, you don't need two point. boats. That's silly. Right. Let, exactly let, my point. Uh, uh, crew, crew, let's not argue. Uh, our. You just said you weren't our captain anymore. <laughs> Crewmates. <laughs> my comrades. I remember now that we are a uh, commune. <laughs> um, let, let us not bicker. We're not bickering. I can make a boat to go get to the other boat to go away. But well, what's it to be? Are we going to do that or are we making our way for the cliff? We're going to the cliff so that we can see if there's any place to take the boat to. Right, and then I will glide down to the boat to get the boat. And then we'll go back down the cliff and get on the boat. Right, well, we're going to have to evade some angry crabs. Okay, let's do that then. Okay, All right. um, stand, wait, stand behind me. Oh, uh, very well. 
I use Thunderwave. <laughs> and this, listeners, is the joy of being fifth level. Uh, while the uh, giant crabs in Pirates of Pugmire can be pretty devastating, so can a thunder wave. <laughs> Two day thunder damage, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, make a roll, please. Um, well, actually, no. They make a uh, saving throw. Uh, sticks there. Constitution saving throw. Uh, verse is um, quick math here. 8 plus 2 is 10 plus 14. 10 plus 14. Okay, let me just find out. Well, they do have a good constitution, that's for sure. Uh, for the sake of the listeners, the giant crab has a constitution uh, regular of 22, so it's a plus 6 Ooh. constitution model. Well, they have so shells, that makes sense. Just exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's see how this one does, well, or these ones do on their save. Uh, I'm gonna. There's three crabs. First one, first one rolls a twelve. What am I rolling against? Sorry, fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, in that case, it's blasted. The <laughs> second one rolls a twenty-one. That makes it. So he snips at you angrily. How dare you try and shake me off my isthmus? What yes. crow Does, prick? Did, did, did they still take half damage on a field saving? Yeah, thing? they take half damage, but they're not pushed. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Uh, and the third one rolls a natural one. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yes, we'll take damage. I would also say goes quite literally flying off the isthmus and into the acid wow. sea. Uh, so you're dealing with two giant crabs. Roll for damage, please. Willem scream. Um, so, uh, <laughs> first one takes nine damage because it takes okay. full. And the second one takes half of 13, so that's seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, the thunder wave rocks them, and well, crabs don't really hiss. These ones scream as if being boiled. Wow! <laughs> can can I get both of them in a line from me? A line that's five feet wide. I think so. Okay, I cast lightning bolt. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to allow you this um, because their anger is concentrated on the shouting juniper pipe. They all need to make dexterity saving throws. Uh, okay, well, they're not as good at dexterity. How do you calculate the difficulty for that again? Uh, you... It is eight plus your uh, spellcasting modifier plus your proficiency bonus. Okay, um, so 15. Well, I don't think you're going to have any problems because I just rolled an eight and a nine. Okay, cool. So I will roll damage. I'm not rolling this live because I only have 1d6 in front of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm rolling some D&D Beyond. Uh, 18 damage. Oh! And also it ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. Well, crabs aren't by definition flammable. I just think yeah, there might be some trees or some brush or something. Yeah, to yeah. To let you know that I was lighting things on fire. Uh, the crab in the cotton shirt is very unhappy. <laughs> uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the one wearing rayon is fucked because that that just melts. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why did I choose this day to wear tights? We're <laughs> uh... <laughs> crabs. We're crabs and tight, tight, tights. <laughs> oh my god! I love when uh, Matthew tries to run a moderately serious game, and Daddy and I are like, "Fuck no." No, I, I no. don't remember a single occasion in the last three years where I've tried to run a moderately serious <laughs> game. That's, that's actually kind of true. That is kind of true. Uh, woe betide the vampire and werewolf players on my Patreon because they, <laughs> they haven't had a proper horror session in many a year. Anyway, 
so while that doesn't kill them, it does certainly frazzle them in more ways than one. If you were chefs right now preparing these crabs, you have just shaken them vigorously while shouting in their face and then electrocuted them uh, to maybe stun them, you know, Uh, which is the... You could argue, as both pirates and seafood cooks, that this is the moral way, the ethical way, of handling your crustacean before you're dipping it in acid. Now I'm uh, on to the Pugman cooking show. <laughs> yes. First, prepare the crab by hitting it with a thunder wave. <laughs> then, then, to ensure that it's correctly stunned, lightning bolt. <laughs> You'll need a large kitchen for this one. The secret uh, ingredient is plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mi- microplastics. Uh, kill everybody in Pugmire. Yes. Uh, so, yes, they are <laughs> shell shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Says Juniper Pipe. There, that wasn't me. It's <laughs> what my character would say. It's what my character would say. It's not me. Uh, so, with that, although the uh, there isn't a direct. Um, stun condition, as it were, from those spells. I'm going to say that they are so stunned to <laughs> just to give you the chance to get past them at speed, but you've yep. got to succeed on a roll to do so. This time I'm not going for traverse because we go for traverse every single time. You're going to be looking for something acrobatics like, I think, uh, where it's dexterity based. You're trying to hop past or slither past or scream running uh, past their Snipping claws. Um, I'm actually going to um, jump up in the air and kind of try to glide over them to give me advantage. On That's the probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, well, they both. I rolled both of them as 14, so I guess 14 is the answer. 14. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. how is Jesk looking? I mean, Jesk can just fly over him. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so long, crap. Spellcasters. Yeah, no, uh, I'm just gonna cast fly on myself in a player. Uh, could you cast? Could you roll your strength then? Because uh, Juniper may need a lift. Oh yeah, sure. Our level one captain. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, in that case, as you fly up, the snipping claws are going for three toes. Uh, as while it was a decent enough uh, roll, it may not have been successful enough. Let's see no, how those... I'll be still with two toes. <laughs> may, maybe one, actually. Oh. Um, like I've got a plus eight to my melee. Ooh, okay. Uh, so despite the fact the crabs aren't really aware of where you are and they're just madly snipping and slashing at the air... As you attempt to jump and glide past, one of them does catch you with a giant claw. I'm now going to roll my 2d6 plus 5 slashing damage. Okay. uh, Which uh, always sounds impressive. It does, until you actually roll it. Yeah. And uh, we (laughs) will see how that goes now. And okay, that's still pretty damn effective. That is 15 points of damage. Uh, I would say that that is slashing into your wing, probably cutting free some of your precious feathers, so perfectly groomed. Uh, And there is a plume of black feathers that bursts through the sky as it uh, cuts through them with its claw. Now, I have a claw grip uh, as a special ability. On a special claw attack, 
the crab may impose the immobile condition unless you succeed on a difficulty 16 strength saving throw. Uh, difficulty 17? No, 16. Oh, 16. Yeah, the uh, odds are not in your one, So it's still 17. Oh, you, you rolled 17, uh, did you? No, no, I mean, oh. like, I, 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 I have to roll 17 to make this. Ah, work. yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm trying to check my box of tricks. That's not going to help me. Okay, not for the moment it won't help me. So I was going to do, can I spend a fortune to re-roll that eight? I would say so. Okay. Dixie? Yeah, totally. Of course. Uh, it's a one-shot. It's been all the fortune. No, before. says Jonah Papipe. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I will not allow it. Save the fortune for me. Be silent. Um, <laughs> I, I rolled a two. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, you are rendered immobile above the giant crabs who are now regaining their bearings and okay. it's dragging you down between the two of you okay between uh, is it my two. turn it is excellent i cast grease on myself <laughs> you're a greasy bird i'm, I'm a greasy bird. crow I'm, I'm gonna need to be uh, uh cleaned off in some beach somewhere yes uh don't go for well the acid sea would probably clean it off <laughs> Uh, leave you all shiny and new. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, so now that officially Greece is, uh, covers a, the ground in 10 foot square. Um, and anyone standing in it has to succeed in the deck saving for or fall prone. Um, I'm casting it on myself. Uh, so, I mean, we could either do it like you could just narratively describe what happens or, or, or come up with appropriate role, or we can do it straight and have it cast on the crabs that the crabs have to keep, make a dex roll or fall over. Uh, I'm quite happy for the effect of the spell to be narrative, but what I would like is for you to see whether you can successfully concentrate on casting the spell because you are gripped by a crab's claw. That's Um, So wisdom? uh, Wisdom or constitution. I'd let you use either. I'll take wisdom. 20. Okay, well, that definitely exceeds the difficulty of the claw grip. So, yes, you are able to concentrate, get the grease spell initiated. Uh, How does the... What does does it look like, Eddie, uh, for Sebastian Three Toes to suddenly spew grease all over this crowd? He just gets extra shiny. He 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 uh, uh his wing is grabbed and he's just like ah 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 and he goes oh wait right um and uh so he uh kind of does make a gurgling sound in his throat because all of his magic has to be uh, vocal and, and performance based um and, <laughs> and, and it starts like kind of a gurgling like like throat singing sounds um and then uh <laughs> all of his uh, uh feathers just kind of exude this almost kind of clear semi gelatinous grease just oozing out of his body. Ugh. <laughs> uh, well, the crabs appreciate the throat singing, but uh, they are made... They are feeling right now like they're being buttered after having been <laughs> lightning bolted. And I think this is going to um, cause nasty flashbacks uh, from when they escaped. They've, they've been cooked and buttered before? Yes, they escaped. <laughs> they Luckily, one of them, uh, well, they formed a tower of crabs. It was the, the whole scene from Little Mermaid when yep. he was trying to catch Sebastian. Almost. I mean, in that case, Sebastian <laughs> the crab, uh, in this case, Sebastian the crab opened the throat of the chef that was trying to cook them, oh, tipped, no. the, tipped the pot over. Edgy Little Mermaid. Got yeah, it. yeah. Um, like, like the current one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is in no way edgy. No. Um, And our family of crabs, all of them, of course, woke. Uh, 
<laughs> and I say that in the best possible way. Uh, scuttled I actually thought away. Like the, you meant like they were awake now. I don't know, were they sleeping before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, woke liberal crabs scuttled <laughs> sideways out of the kitchen to freedom. What they hadn't realised was that chef who had been working on them, a notorious cat chef um, by the name of... Um, I should have thought of this in advance. It's a strange name, I admit, for a uh, for a cat. I should have thought of this in advance, but uh, the I parent... want to say that um, uh, woke liberal crabs is my uh, fishbone cover band name. Good, good. Uh, I I should have thought of this in advance. As parents didn't actually realize. Uh, I mean, the mother thought that she was only having two, uh, and I should have thought of this in advance. Came out as a surprise third sort of runt. <laughs> Grew up to become a very successful chef, but also used to augment her uh, dishes with magic. And her plan was, through her magical butter, to make these crabs grow in size to feed an entire castle full of cats. Now, Mm -hmm. as we know, this went wrong because the crabs, very intelligent, opened up her throat. She recovered, don't worry, it's a happy ending. The (laughs) crabs scuttled out to sea where the magic started taking effect and they became giant crabs. They sailed along the acid sea for as long as they could until they arrived at what they called the lovely isthmus of freedom. Right. Which is where now, years later, in the same place where they tell their tale of liberty and freedom... (laughs) And how they will never be buttered again by some quadruped beast have suddenly been buttered, not by a quadruped, in fact, but by a crow. The indignity of it. The indignity indeed. So so, so two things. One, um, I I did not expect to get into the deep backstory of the the crab freedom fighters in this adventure, so I'm I'm here for this. I'm so here for this. Secondly, um, we said uh, her throat got cut out, but she got better. All I can think of was like, well, cats do have necromancy, so maybe they just (laughs) (laughs) moving around the kitchen with her throat slit. The now lich, I should have thought of this in advance, (laughs) Uh, it's still dedicated to her cooking, but it <laughs> involves more bones now. Danny she, Glover she, got his throat cooked. cut in the first Saw movie, and he was fine. <laughs> what? Yes, he died in a way flashback. later in the movie. Yes, yeah, he then dies again. <laughs> uh, Spoilers so, for Saw 2004. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thanks, but Jason. I appreciate naming the year. And so, <laughs> our party of uh, errant pirates moves at speed along the isthmus and to your left and to your right as the isthmus narrows you can see tentacles emerging from the acid looping over the sand it looks like the kraken has been following your footsteps oh no but you may be able to get up this cliff before the kraken's tentacles which are notably long you know there's no such thing as a short kraken or if there is they get eaten pretty damn quickly by their brothers and sisters (laughs) uh can you make it up the cliff in time? Well, that's the question. I think in the case of Jesk, the answer is probably going to be yes. Yeah, fly. <laughs> yeah, but I want to help everybody else out. Um, does anybody have a rope? I have a rope. I have a silken cord that I use as my belt. I always knew that it would come in useful. Well, what if what if I cast fly on you, and then you can go to the top of the cliff, and then Sebastian can climb up the rope? That is a... Sterling, a top hole idea. Unless Fly you can me do up something there. cool, Sebastian. I have many things that are cool, but nothing appropriate to the situation. Okay, so I, 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 I yes, 
No, never mind. I was wrong. So <laughs> I touch the captain and I cast fly and he can fly at a speed of um, 60 feet. Wow. It's a faster fly speed than walking speed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know how fast it's going to get him up top, but I'm going to wait at the bottom while he does that. All right, that means you two are going to have to fend off tentacles that are lashing at the sand. You can feel the rumble of the kraken beneath you. Uh, how the geology of this works, you're not entirely sure. How is the kraken getting tentacles on either side of this isthmus? Doesn't really matter. There could be a cave underneath that he's hanging out in. I don't know. Let's say that. <laughs> I saw that oh, there's two Krakens and they're both fighting for dinner. <laughs> but that, that that scarcely bears thinking of. Uh, so uh, I need you to either dodge or strike out at these tentacles unless you've got magic that you intend to use to fend it off or protect uh, yourselves. Yeah, I'm thinking I may want to use Acid Arrow. Shoot an acid arrow to your tentacle. Um, yeah, I'll try that. <laughs> uh, that is a math, math, math. 16. A 16! Okay, that's nice. Well, not for the Kraken. No. Um, uh, so basically, I, put my, I, I, I paw out and I get a, hit a high note, and then there's a, a burst of, of spray of acid arrows. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, lovely stuff. And, Are you taking uh, one side while I take the other? Yeah, something. Are we like back to back? As the tentacles get closer and closer, because this is dramatic and serious. Right, because mm-hmm. this game has been so far that very much that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, um, luck, a crack and tentacles defense is 18. Uh, oh, and sorry. I believe was... you rolled an 18, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, so down. you do hit. Uh, what's your damage, Eddie? Uh, 13 points of acid damage now. Um, and then at the end of his next turn, he's going to take an additional four. Something we didn't think about in Pirates of Pugmire is how creatures actually survive in the acid sea if they don't have acid resistance. Well, I mean... That, uh, let's not answer that. Crack- <laughs> the acid sea isn't like hydrochloric acid. Right, no, no this no. is concentrated acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, for example, like, you know, if you're immersed in water, it's fine. But if you put, if someone shoves enough water at you, it will hurt. Yeah, especially if they shoot an arrow at you covered in acid. I think that's right. the main main thing. Uh, I imagine a lot of chefs back on mainland <laughs> use this to help sizzle their crabs, uh, which isn't a euphemism. So, how about uh, how about Jessica Everchild? Um... I should say a tendril flies back clearly recoiling in pain. It's difficult not to when you've just been struck with an acid arrow. Just, just because I have to say this whenever it happens, I just found a typo in Monarchies of Mao and I'm fucking mad. <laughs> I'm fucking mad at myself. Anyway. Um, is he at the top yet? No. So I can't do another action if I'm concentrating, right? I can't cast another spell. Um, I believe you can have fly activated while uh, you cast another spell. You cannot use any more bonus actions while you're concentrating. Hmm. Oh, okay, that's fine then. Yeah. But, so yeah, for instance, you could be flying right now. As long right, as it's not a concentration spell. Right. If, if anything requires you to use a bonus action, that will break your concentration. So you can't have multiple multiple spells active. But okay, okay. obviously, you can have multiple concentration spells active. In that case, it's time for Circle of Death. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> um, all of the, what? Uh, I'm going to cast Circle of Death, which must always be announced in that way. Well, that's my that's my most hardcore spell. Mm-hmm. What level is it? Actually, that's level five. Maybe I can't have. That. I mean, you can be level five. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to cast Circle of Death. Um, and if I'm doing this wrong, I don't care. Um, because hmm. it's fun. 
Uh, so their tentacles kind of all coming up out of the water. Yeah, yeah, and they're surrounding you in a circle, appropriately enough. Yeah, so, but we're back to back. So the direction that he, like the opposite direction from where he cast acid. Mm-hmm. Um, I will make a 60-foot radius sphere that does not encompass our characters, obviously. Smart. Or the captain. Yep. <laughs> um, and and the, the tentacles need to make a constitution saving throw against, uh, I think we said 15 earlier. Yeah. All right, a Kraken's tentacles are pretty tough. They have mm-hmm. a plus four to constitution, so I'm going to make my roll and see how I do. Uh, so did you say the difficulty was 15? Yes. Yes. And then you make it by one. Uh, oh, yeah? Kraken's roll a 14. Ah. Okay, so they take 29 necrotic damage. Ah! <laughs> I wouldn't be eating that, Kraken. <laughs> oh, it's all necrotic. Yeah. <laughs> It falls off the bone. <laughs> <laughs> the crabs are converging on you as well now that they've gained a bead on which direction you were heading. You've now got kraken tentacles emerging from the sea. You've got crabs approaching you from the sand. Greasy crabs. Greasy crabs at that. They, if it were possible for a crab to slip up and fall, they would be doing it right now. But I don't. I genuinely can't imagine a crab falling unless it literally turned over and fell on its back somehow. Uh, Mario Brothers has proven to me that if you knock a crab upside down, it will in fact not be able to move any further. Well, there we go. Uh, That's what we should be taking our lead from, not David Attenborough. Right. (laughs) David Attenborough has nothing to do with this. (laughs) Uh, Usually the line reserved for God help us. So, anyway... The Kraken tentacles are thrashing out. The crabs are approaching. You hear from atop the cliff, I'm, I, I, I'm up here. I'll drop my belt now. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, my. Okay. It uh, stretches down about five feet. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> die. I thought it would be longer. You said you had a throat. Mm. But there's wonderful things up here. <laughs> Excellent. Wonderful. Is there a ladder up there by chance? Oh, hang on. Um, there's a rope. Throw the... Hold on to one end the of the rope. rope down? And throw the other end down to us. Yes, it's actually a long vine, but he does do that thing. He throws down a bunch of vines. None of them get down quite to your level, but they're a lot closer than just a uh, belt hanging off the edge of a cliff. Uh... <laughs> I love being an asshole to play. <laughs> okay. how, how far up are they? Uh, you could probably get up there. It's about uh, 20 feet off the ground. Okay. So I'm gonna cast, I'm gonna cast fly on the crow, <laughs> just until you get up to the rope. Okay. I'll grab the rope, or you can fly sixty feet as fast as you can, and get as far up as you can. Uh... And abandon Jessica, a child. Well, no, because Jessica also fly. I, not at the same time as you. Right. I will. How long did it take uh, uh, Juniper to go up the? It's like one round. Yeah, one round. I mean, in in scientific terms, much longer than we've played. Right. <laughs> okay, then, um, then I'll just yeah, I'll just fly as fast as possible to get to the top. 
And actually, honestly, um, I'll just fly like halfway and tell, uh, tell uh, Jess to drop the spell. I can just glide the rest of the way. I thought, I thought you can only glide down. Can you glide up? No, but I mean, I can like shoot up and then kind of just, well, I mean. That you could glide onto the vine and start climbing it. Glide as, glide as written means I could fly for one turn. Oh. There you go. I don't so know what I wrote. Kind of just toss me up in the air and then I'll just. Oh, very well. Well, in that case, uh, we will handle this almost entirely narratively. Uh, how long does the circle of death last, Dixie? Oh, it's, it's just like an instant It's spell. an instant one. In that case, uh, while Sebastian Three Toes has indeed flown out of danger, you have still got to fend off these tentacles for one more turn. Could you make a dexterity roll, please, or a strength roll? Mm-hmm. Dun, dun. You've got some fortune you can use. Dun, dun. I am... May I use the fortune? Yes, you may. Nah. <laughs> You'll need a bonus. <laughs> yeah, it's a little better. Uh, 14. 14, okay. It was a 9 the first time, so, you know. A tentacle lashes and smashes into you. As you try and dart out the way of one of them, the other clips you firm along the back, uh, dealing 2d6 plus 5 bludgeoning, which amounts to 12 bludgeoning damage. Okay. It connects with you hard. You can hear the crabs emulating that terrible boiling sound as they're approaching you. They're going to show you the hell of the cooking pot. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now, Dixie, it's over to you. You casting that ever useful fly spell again? <laughs> um, I'm actually trying to remember something very quickly. I know we're getting near the end here. Dimension door. <laughs> I don't have that. I've got pass wall, but that won't help me right now. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to look at something because I forgot what I wrote. Because, you know, how do you remember what you wrote? I don't remember anything I write. Yeah, same. What I particularly um, like about the Kraken in Pirates of Pugmire is that it has separate stats for its tentacles and head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I do like that about a colossal creature. It's um, reminiscent of, of games like Shadow of the Colossus, which is a you know, fantastic PlayStation 2 game. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, something we have sought to emulate as much as possible in, with rules like scale in other games. Uh, it's It can often be a challenge to correctly evoke fighting a giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, dividing its parts up into different stat blocks is a really good way of doing it. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my bonus action mm-hmm. to throw a smoke bomb at the crabs. You're going to smoke the crabs. I like it. <laughs> well, it gives them the confused and blind condition for two rounds. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to cast not fly. No, I'm going to cast fly. I can move faster. I was going to cast spider climb because I like my snake going vertically up surfaces. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, but I but I can't go as fast. So I probably will just fly again. Also, because whenever I cast fly on myself, I imagine the... Uh, Seen in the animated Robin Hood where he's got a balloon on his head and a little helicopter tail. Just <laughs> every single time I cast it, that's all I can imagine. It's amazing. Because um, Sir Hiss is arguably one of the best snakes, too. Serious anyway. games of fantasy adventure. Robin Hood's a serious movie of fantasy adventure that happens to have Sir Hiss. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, let's, uh, let's roll for it. Smoke bomb. 
Uh, 16, just to throw it. 16? Okay. Um, uh, I can throw it up to 40 feet and then it just goes off. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my alkalist thing. Yeah. I guess I make, I make a constitution save to resist the effects. I don't think you can. It's a smoke bomb. Good. It just, it just happens. In that case, the, It's It's like casting darkness, you know? Yeah. One of the crabs holds back, not entering that smoky cloud. The other one, though, caught in it. Uh, is going to need therapy after all the horrors you've put it through. <laughs> and I am flying at 60 feet. I'm using my movement to go as fast as I can up. The Kraken tentacles try to grab you. They go for your tail, but you are far too fast at six feet, 60 feet a turn. You finally reach the precipice, the edge of the cliff, and land atop. We're going to have to deal with those uh, tentacles and crabs before we make the boat, I think. But at least we seem to be safe up here. Indeed. So I finally get to look around and see what the fuck's at the top of this cliff. Yes, you, Sebastian, and Juniper Pipe are atop here. And what you are looking at isn't something monumental. It isn't in the realms of treasure or glory. Rather, it's something, well, interesting. Something that potentially leads to future adventures. It's a cottage. A cottage with wide, glistening, stained glass windows. And a what name the over the door that welcomes you to Scarlet Stripe Manor. What? Mm. But that is where we will conclude our scenario. Uh, with, Juniper, <laughs> with Juniper Pipe congratulating himself for finding the Scarlet Stripe fortune. Indeed. And our brave pirates about to embark upon another strange adventure. Damn it, now I want to know what happens next. Well, should we ever get to run it again? I'm sure we can. (laughs) Uh, At one of our many, many conventions. Also, we do have, like, you know, a Twitch channel and stuff. So I guess if we We really wanted to keep running this, we could. Yeah, yeah. So well, now Travis, like, going, throw everybody else off the channel. We're gonna finish this adventure now. <laughs> so, yeah, now I've run two realms of Pugmire stories that have ended with the adventurers about to embark on, yeah. <laughs> on a quest. I actually kind of like this because it, it, it was it was essentially a bridge adventure between two adventures. Yeah, uh, because yeah. you know you you said that we had done a bunch of other stuff beforehand, mm-hmm. which makes sense because we're level five, and then we're about to do a bunch of other stuff and probably you know level up in the process. Right. And I think those kind of adventures are important. Yeah. Um. I I recently ran a, a very short D and D scenario for some first time players, and it was the same kind of thing. Like it was a it was a pretty straightforward dungeon. It had a couple of puzzles and a couple of fights, and it it it, it will lead into something bigger. You mm-hmm. know, and that's always a good way to kind of like give your players a break sometimes from yeah. plot plot plot. One of my favorite things in my most recent D and D game I was playing was when we would just do the travel rolls. And like have random encounters on the road, you know? Yeah. yeah it, it, it was a break from being like, okay, what's this? There's a cultist. And there's a thing. We have to deal with this wizard. And no, I'm just gonna fight some some tree blights, you know? Right. Yeah. Sometimes you want to just punch a wolf in the woods and have fun with that. Yeah. Traumatize like, a crab. Every now and then, I I I like using D and D as a you know small tactics battle simulator, which is most of what it does. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, thank you for running this, Matthew. Thank you very much, both of you, for playing. It is yeah, always it was... a pleasure to run a game for the two of you. I also and just go ahead, sorry. I was just gonna say, it's like, and hopefully this past month, 
we've got a chance to show people in very short bursts, but the, the, the wide diversity of possible games you can play using the various Pugmire books. Yeah, totally. Um, I also just really loved like getting to bring Jessica up to level five was fun. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite boy. Um, and also the fact that I love doing a one shot when you have like 13 spell slots. Because yeah. you're just like, I'll cast a spell, I cast a spell, I cast a yeah, spell. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you're in a campaign, you're like conserving them a little bit. Oh, you know, honestly, I mean, I, usually on, I've been playing like one or two level spellcasters. It's like, oh, should I spend my spell now? It's like, all right, just drop level three spells whenever, basically. <laughs> it's, it's nice. Well, yeah. that's the thing. You've got the fun toys to play with. You should yeah. use them in a, in a scenario like this, I would say. Uh, so, uh, to listeners who might be interested, some of the some of the elements of this story do pop up in Pirates of Pugmire. Uh, some of them, uh, but it's largely created for the purpose of this podcast. If mm-hmm. you should wish to use any of them, whether it's our characters, any of the plot points, uh, stories of uh, freedom fighting crabs, you go right ahead. Or if you think that would be a better fit for they came from beneath the sea, uh, do that too. Yeah, you say that, and now I guarantee you on the Discord in five minutes, going, hey, Eddie, we need make crab rules for Pugmire. <laughs> <laughs> there are guy rules of Pugmire. They're just antagonists. They're in uh, Pirates of Pugmire. And uh, someone will post uh, this sounds like they came from the realms of Pugmire. Uh, but that's because I'm the one running it. Right. And I, and I do not have nearly enough skill or range <laughs> to, <laughs> to run a game in a way that isn't like a they came from anymore. No, and that's if, fine. And if anybody does want character sheets for any of the characters that we've played, I, I, I have mine at least. Mine's um, handwritten, but I can scan it if people want want it. Okay, mine's mine's on a monarchy's and mouse sheet because when I made this character, we didn't have a pugmire sheet or a yeah. pirate sheet because this was for the uh, Kickstarter actual right. play. Yes, it was. Oh, wow, back in the day. Yeah. And uh, I would offer you the write up for the scenario uh, for anyone who wants it, but all they would really see is a bunch of bullet points that make right. very little sense outside my head. It does say quicksand and crab nests, however, so it was uh, it was accurate in that regard. Quicksand and crab nests sounds like a great OSR game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should wrap up. Yeah. So, Eddie, if people want to find you online and ask you about quicksand, where would they go? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Pugsteady. That's P-U-G-S-T-A-D-Y. You can find my website at Pugsteady.com. Or you can find me on the Onyx Path Discord, where this month I have been posting stuff on the Pirates or Realms of Pugmire channel. Yeah, I just the, recently posted a bunch of fan art. I was going to say, the fan art from the other day was really fun. I had forgotten how much fan art we got kind of in the beginning of Pugmire, because people were so like, yeah. enchanted by it. Yeah, we had a whole bunch. But now like the concept of anthropomorphic animals playing D&D is kind of normal. <laughs> right, so everyone's just like, yeah, okay, cool. So it is less Pugmire fan art, and more just like, I made a dog for D&D, you know? Right. Very, very yeah. cool, though. Love fan art. Please send us all the fan art. Yeah, yeah. And Dixie, if people want to find you online and speak to you about crabs, where would they go? Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere at Dixie Cyanide. I am also obviously in the Discord. Uh, or if you are ever near me in person and I'm asleep, the other day my boyfriend came in to wake me up and I was half asleep. And apparently I just went, I'm a crib, I'm a blue crib, went back to bed. <laughs> See, it, <laughs> and it so, was foretold. <laughs> and uh, now we just say that to each other randomly all the time because I have no idea what I was dreaming about when he walked in. But apparently I needed to justify that I was in fact a blue crab, but I said blue crib because I was half asleep. Uh, Turn yeah. into a South African. Uh, 
So <laughs> if people want to find me online and speak to me about the misadventures of Chef, I should have seen that coming. They can find me on MatthewDawkins.com, on the Onyx Path Discord, as everyone else, and uh, Twitter at DawkinsMP. And thank you very much for listening to our actual play next month. It will be another set of games, whether we do actual plays, deep dives, or the like. We will have to see. Uh, But uh, thank you so much, everybody. Many worlds, one pathcast.